Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, guys. On today's episode, I chat with Tina about her two births. Her first was a planned home birth that ended up in a hospital after an OB diagnosed her with intrauterine growth restrictions, which she still believes to this day was a misdiagnosis. Feeling disappointed by her experience within the hospital system, she went on her own journey of self-discovery and expanding her knowledge. When she fell pregnant with her second child, she knew without a doubt that she wanted to avoid the medical system entirely and trust her body's innate ability to grow and birth her baby at home in her own environment. An inspiring story to ignite that self-belief in what we are designed to do. Enjoy this episode, guys. Hi, Tina. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your birth journeys with us. Thank you for having me. Do you want to just quickly tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you live and who's in your family? Sure. Um, So my name is Tina and I live with my husband, Chris, and our two sons, Kai and Tully, um, in a little country town in the south of Western Australia. Oh, lovely. And did you guys plan your pregnancies with them? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> None of them? Oh, no. my gosh, that's so funny. Um, I guess we kind of we planned the second one um, in a way, like it was meant to happen a little bit later. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> but no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> what was your birth like with your first son, Kai? So my first um, Kai, he, um, he was a planned home birth, mm-hmm. Um which then unfortunately turned into a hospital birth. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so I was um, with the community midwifery program in Perth, and um, so I had my midwife who was amazing. I loved her. Yeah. Um, but it's a so it's a government funded program, so you still have to kind of get signed off for your home birth um, by the hospital. Mm-hmm. And um, it was all fine up until I was I think thirty six ish weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, uh, the obstetrician that needed me or needed to sign off on my home birth, he wanted me to have a few more scans because he was concerned because I looked so small and, um, I just, yeah, carry my babies fairly small, but yeah. 
he wasn't that interested in that. Mm. <laughs> and then um, he diagnosed Kai with intrauterine growth restriction, which okay. um, still to that date, I think was misdiagnosed. Really? Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, but then he said no more home birth. Um, and that was the day before Kai was born. Um, oh. And he wanted me to get induced straight away. And um, <sighs> I did that. And I just went home and I said, no, I'll come back when I feel. I need an induction um, and it was pretty full on here. Yeah, I was there with my husband and he basically told us we're, we're killing our baby if we're not getting induced. Oh, wow. Um, That's shocking. And, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, mm. And yeah, anyway, I, I knew the car was fine and yeah, we went home and I went into labor naturally 12 hours later. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> Which in a way was good because I guess my biggest concern at that point was I just really didn't want to get induced. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if it all would have happened a day earlier, I could have even had my home birth. Um, but yeah. anyway, it was what it was. And yeah. Yeah, it was all it was all good. It was fairly quick. I think I went to labor at two in the morning, and he was born at one in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did have my midwife at the hospital with me, which was amazing. She she was incredible, and she knew what I wanted and what I didn't want, and she made sure that there was essentially no hospital staff in the room with us. Mm-hmm. It was just us and her. Yeah. Um, and yeah there was no no intervention just at the very very end a minute before he was born she broke my waters because he was still he was still in his sack and he had like a bit of quite a bit of water in front of his head so i just didn't have a lot of pressure um to get out um so yeah that definitely helped but otherwise it was all it was all natural um amazing um Oh, yeah, and the other thing was because I was GBS positive and I declined antibiotics, they made us stay for 24 hours. What's that? Which, oh, um, I've heard uh, of it, but I can't think it of it. Called, um, far out. Oh, it's like a strep B. Oh, B. yes, yep. Okay. Um, I don't know the actual No, name. I know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, it's, that was another thing. I didn't even want to get tested for that. And then I somehow randomly got tested for it without my consent mm. and, um, was tested positive. And yeah, once you've got that in your record, it's, you know, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So they just, um, made us stay for 24 hours just to check that car was fine. Um, which he was, of course. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we're in home and everything was good. Yeah. Um, but I guess it just sent me on this journey of, digging deeper Mm -hmm. and to be honest I knew straight away after Kai was born that as much as it was a positive experience in the hospital I knew it wasn't the place to be for me um and I knew that when I have a another child I'm gonna stay at home no matter what (laughs) yeah yeah um and I did I think I was eight months old. I did a doula training. Oh, cool! Um, so I was really, I was really getting into birth. Yeah. I was quite, um, yeah, I was really getting into it. It was just my biggest passion mm-hmm. from when he was born. And um, I even thought about studying midwifery, um, oh, yeah. but I decided not to just because I realised how much I don't agree with the medical system. system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah, I did a doula training, but even that, I realized straight after that I I just didn't feel aligned with supporting women in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, for many, many different reasons, but it was just not 
yeah, I just didn't feel it was possible for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to just support free births. Um, oh, yeah, and by that time, so when Kai was two months old, we moved um, down south into our little town. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only option that you have here is to go to the hospital. There's no private midwives or anything here. Right. Um, and so I knew that when we moved that if I'm ever going to have a child again, mm-hmm. it's either going to be a free birth or hospital birth. Right. Um and looking back, I'm actually quite glad that there isn't any independent midwives down here because mm-hmm. it would have probably, I don't know, like I, I always knew that I was going to have a free birth deep mm-hmm. inside of me um, and I think it would have been a little bit harder to, I don't know. Pursue that um, path if you had sort of yeah. more options type thing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and then, I don't know, I just did a lot of, a lot of, inner work and you know educated myself a lot on like yeah. everything birth related over two years so and then- can I just ask did you have anyone around yeah. you that had free birth or home birthed that kind of inspired you to do that um I didn't actually know anyone so you just followed your instincts time. yeah at the time when I decided I didn't really know anyone it was quite hard for me when I first got pregnant, because um, obviously we didn't plan for it and I had no idea what the maternity system is like because I'm yeah. originally from Germany. So I had, yeah, I had no clue and I literally mm. started Googling what are my options. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm guessing that didn't really come up with much, did it? No, no there, there wasn't a lot. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, the system like over in Germany? Like, is it normal no, over there to home birth? Probably, it's actually not that much different, to be honest. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. It is a little bit different in terms of you don't really, you can't have one midwife. It's like, you, I think you have a midwife for your postpartum period that okay. you know beforehand. Yeah. Um, but you don't actually know the one that you're going to have okay. when you birth. Right. Um, yeah. So either way, I, I had no idea and I just started looking into it. And I think at that time in my life, I was, you know, on the path of, you know, living a more natural alternative life yeah. if you want um and I just it just felt like the right right. thing yeah 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 that's incredible that's so amazing I wish I had those instincts when I was you know (laughs) pregnant with Bella it's hard it's so hard because you know we're taught not to listen to our instincts oh 1000 percent. yeah that's why I find it so admirable that you had those instincts and followed them with your first baby particularly because the first baby you're always the fear-mongering you get no matter what but when it's your first child you kind of you know bow down to everything a little bit easier because you just don't know as much so yeah totally that's amazing so do you want to take us through your second birth with your son yeah um so I got pregnant when our first was just over two and yeah, it was, you know, it was amazing because I knew exactly what I wanted yeah. without even having to say it out loud. Like yeah. I knew that I wanted a wild pregnancy. I knew I wanted a free birth. I knew yeah. I wanted to have a slow postpartum and that's what happened. Mm. Um, it was amazing to not have to, you know, do any more research yeah. or like needing to educate myself anymore. It it was all set. Um, and, yeah, so I didn't. I didn't have any medical care throughout my whole pregnancy. I didn't do any scans or any blood tests or wow. anything like that. Um, so, yeah, no one in the medical system knew I was even pregnant. <laughs> Did you have any anxiety about that or no, were you just so trusting? I was, 
I thought that I would get a little bit anxious, yeah. but not at all. It was amazing. It was just, yeah. it felt so normal. Yeah. And it just felt like such a normal part of my everyday life to now mm-hmm. be pregnant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was yeah. not this like massive event that, yeah, I don't know. It was just so normal. That's amazing. <laughs> um, and yeah, I really enjoyed to, you know, not having to drive anywhere with a toddler and to like all these appointments and then, Especially, I guess, because with my first, you know, I had those late testing done, which, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't want, but then, you know, that obviously cascaded into intervention. Yeah. Well, at least they wanted intervention. Yeah. Um, like, no, I can't, I can't do it unless I feel like I need to. So obviously yeah. I always left myself the option that if I feel something's not right, then of course I'm going to um, do something about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I felt really good all the way through and it actually sent me on this really amazing path of um, just sitting with those fears that come up rather yeah. than trying to validate it by someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was I, I did think a lot more about death and, you know, possible, um, you know, the, the fact. Yeah, and it was, it was really great because... Again, no one else can can take those um, possibilities from you. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to live with it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I really enjoy just being more comfortable with all of those mm-hmm. possible outcomes and, um, yeah, not being scared of them. Yeah, that's awesome. That's incredible. So what would you do to kind of work through those things? Like did you meditate or did you read any books to sort of educate yourself? I didn't yourself? read. I didn't read a whole lot just because I read a lot in my first pregnancy. Okay, um, yeah. I did read a lot more um, regarding postpartum because I didn't do a lot of prep for that with my first. Okay, yeah. Um, so I think that was my main focus. And again, because I've done all this work before. Yeah, uh, you, know, you were just ready. Yeah, I really feel like um, I had so much space to prepare for my postpartum better. Yeah, awesome. Um, so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't read a whole lot. I did meditate, but it was more... To be honest, whenever a fear came up, the main thing for me was just to take time mm-hmm. to really figure out if, um, you know, if that fear is something that's coming from deep inside of me, mm-hmm. from my instinct, from my intuition, or if it's something that someone else is projecting onto me. Yeah. And um, a lot of the time that's quite hard to figure out straight away, I find. So mm-hmm. I always just, you know, took a few days to really sit with it and then I'm, I would know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess that's that's the big thing that I also learned at birth that you know we're so so rushed into making decisions where really ninety nine percent of the time there's so much time yeah <laughs> and exactly. I've, yeah I've really learned that to just slow down and not rush into a decision but really just take time and sit with it and then yeah. see yeah love that do you want to take us to that first sign of labor and how far along were you? Oh, that's such a hard question because I felt it was coming for weeks. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> um, yeah. So I I seem to have really random Brexton Hicks, like pretty much throughout half of my pregnancy. They started when I was 19 weeks. Yeah. And they're really full on. Like they weren't your typical Brexton Hicks that you couldn't really feel. Like mine were painful all the way through. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, it's, it was quite hard for me to tell because with my first, I knew straight away when I was in labor, cause the Braxton Hicks turned into back labor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew, okay, this feels different. I'm in labor now. Um, so I was waiting for that to happen. 
Yeah. <laughs> didn't. Um, I, yeah, my waters broke early in the morning, which again was super random because it didn't happen with my first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously I knew, yep, okay, things are happening. Um, so I think that was at 3.30 in the morning. And yeah, it was strange because I was I was really impatient um, to go into labor because I was just so excited and my first was a bit early. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I kind of just assumed the same thing would happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and then my waters broke and it was just this weird feeling like I'll, if I think back um, at that time, I just, I remember just feeling like almost on a high, like I was just so jittery and like, mm. you know, like really nervous, but really calm at the same time. It was so weird. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't get any contractions at all. Like even my Braxton heat, like everything just stopped, like nothing happened, just my waters broke. Oh. And so I put in my head, okay, you know, this is going to be a three day long labor because nothing's happening yet. And, you know, yep. I'm just going to chill out and yeah. go back to bed and, yep, this is going to take forever. Yeah. Um, I did message my birth photographer um, straight away and just told her my water's broke, but, you know, nothing else is happening. Um, and then, yeah, my husband and Kai, my oldest, they they woke up while I was going back and forth between the bedroom and the toilet a few times. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they just stared at me in the dark and I was like, oh, yeah, my water's broke. And then we all decided to to get up and Kai was really excited because we talked about baking a birthday cake for the little baby when oh, I'm in early labor. So, so yeah, he woke up and he said, oh, mommy, it's the time to bake a birthday cake. And I was like, yep, yep, we should do that now. Oh, bless. Um, so, yeah, we did that. And um, and then I just I, – I think I had my first couple of contractions while we were making the cake, but mm-hmm. – they were like half an hour apart. So again, in my head, I was like, yep, this is going to take forever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they weren't too intense. Like I had to just stop for a second and, you know, take a deep breath, but yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't too full on at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then I just got really busy with like making breakfast and I put the washing away and I hung up a new load of washing and mm-hmm. just did like so many things around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at one point, my husband was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just doing the washing. And he's like, can you just chill out? Like, you're in labor. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. Like, it's not going to happen anytime soon. And I was even thinking about sending him to work, which I'm so glad we didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he took the day off. And um, and he was like, nah, just, like, go and, you know, set up your space or do whatever, but just chill out. Oh, I love him. And, yeah, he, he was amazing. Um, and, yeah, so I went into the bedroom and just set up a few things, just put some towels down and um, my football and my yoga mat and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, Were and you okay. planning to do a water birth or you were just free No. Birth? Yep, okay, well, cool. We do have a, a really big bathtub, so that yep. was an option, um, but I could feel that I'm, I'm not a water birther. Yep. I did plan it for my first, but then even when I was in the hospital, I didn't even want to go into the shower. Yeah. Um, so you just listen to I your just, body. Yeah. I feel like I just need to have my feet on the earth. And yeah. Awesome. Love that. that. Um, yeah. So I just set up everything and then I came back out and, you know, you could tell like I was still, I was excited, but I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just, you know, just doing more washing and he's like, <laughs> like, go back and chill out. 
and you know he's like i've got kai like we're just gonna go and feed the chickens and you just have some me time yeah and i was like okay and i think that was at 6 30 mm-hmm. yeah it would have been around 6 30 so I went back into the bedroom and that's when I turned my my playlist on and you know I shut the door and I just stopped yeah and yeah it was on oh. <laughs> it was crazy oh. it was just goes to show what happens when you focus that energy hey yeah totally so amazing it was incredible like mm. it was yeah, it rammed up so quickly. I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. And I really struggled with it because it was so overwhelming. And, you know, I put in my head that this is going to take days. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and then it became very clear that it wasn't going to take days. Yeah. Um, and even then I messaged my photographer again and I said, oh, I think it might happen today, but, like, don't come just yet. You know, it's still mm. like really irregular and like I'll let you know when things are a little bit more established. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, wonderful cat knows me really well and <laughs> she told me afterwards that she got ready when I said that. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, she wouldn't have made it otherwise. Um, <sighs> yeah, and um, I think I just, I was still very much in my head. Like I tried mm-hmm. to understand why things are happening so quickly now and why it's getting so intense. Mm-hmm. Um, because with my first, I just, I didn't find labor intense at all. I've, I really called it pain-free afterwards. I was so, you know, it, it was, I mean, of course it was intense to an extent, but I didn't find it painful or anything. I just loved it. I just, it was amazing. But yeah, yeah. and then with Tully, it was, it was freaking painful from the start. <laughs> And I just, yeah, I didn't understand, you know, it was, and like I was waiting for the back labor because that's what I was used to and it just didn't happen. It was all in my belly and yeah, it was really intense. Um, And then at one point um, I heard Chris, my husband walking past and I was like, can you just stay here for a minute? Just for like my next contraction, just push on my back because that's what he did when I was in labor with Kai and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and then he did and it didn't work it actually made things worse Mm -hmm. um but in a way I felt like I needed to do something because you know it was so overwhelming so I was like okay what can I do to make this better yeah (laughs) and yeah so I told him to just push on my back anyway because it kind of distracted me from the pain in my belly to a now new pain in my back um and yeah and then I guess between every contraction, I would just lie down on my side and then um, I would go on all fours for contraction. And I just remember after a little while, you know, whenever I got up, Chris knew, okay, you know, there's a new one and he would push on my back and I just remember him saying, again, again. And, you know, so it's, it was very obvious to him that the frequency picked up. It was up. ramping um, up, yeah. But to me, I was still like, this isn't going to happen anytime soon. Wow. Um and and then I messaged my best friend who wasn't supposed to be here, but I just needed her. And I knew in that moment that she's meant to be here. I did want someone um, there for Kai just in case, um, you know, he needs a bit of time away with yeah. someone. Um, so, yeah, I messaged her and she's amazing. Um, yeah. She just literally left her kids with her husband and walked out the door and said, yep, I have to go. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, and, yeah, so she and Kat, my photographer, they arrived both at 7.30. And, um, yeah, and I just remember Kat coming in and um, she's so beautiful. She's amazing. And she's just got such a 
such a beautiful calming energy and but then I think with my next contraction which would have been the first that she witnessed she realized that things are actually happening wow um so yeah and then um oh yeah and then Chris said pretty much straight away he was like do you maybe want to take your pants off because I was still like you know I had like full-on clothes on because I tend to be quite cold so Mm -hmm. I was totally rocked up with jump and everything Mm -hmm. and I was like no what are you talking about like I'm not having a baby yet (laughs) Oh my gosh. But yeah, he could hear it in my voice. Like I was really loud, which again, I wasn't at all with Kai. Like I was just totally quiet when I was in labor with him. And yeah, this time I was, I think I was swearing quite a bit. And yeah, (laughs) I was definitely loud. (laughs) Oh gosh, I love Um, that. And yeah, I said, no, I'm going to leave my pants on. But can you just um, turn on the bath? Because, you know, again, I feel like I need to do something else. So maybe I'm just going to go into the water. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was around just past 7.30, I think. Um, and, yeah, and then literally the next contraction, I could feel Tully's head coming through my cervix. Oh, my gosh. It was just like there was just so much force there. I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually having a baby. Yeah. Um, wow. And I was like, yep, all right, pants off, and you can turn the bath off again. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, so Chris just took my pants off and then like with the next contraction again, like I could just feel, I could just feel how, you know, how strong he was and I was like far out, like this is happening and I was like, I need to take my clothes off and then like within one second, Chris took all of my clothes off and, um, and then yeah, I think it was that or the next contraction, I could feel him turn inside of me, it was the amazing feeling, I feel like his shoulders almost getting stuck on my pelvis because he was moving down so fast um okay. and then you know he turned and kind of came through mm-hmm. and yeah and then I just you know I put my my hands on my yoni and I was just I was just waiting for his head and it was like right there and I think yeah when I first felt his head there was the moment where I finally came back into my body and I stopped freaking mm-hmm. out <laughs> um and yeah, I think it was obviously just the realization that yeah, he's you know he's there, yeah. um, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember telling myself that I can do this out loud, which is totally not a thing that I would normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it helped so much. I can't even describe how much just that you know little bit of positive talk to yourself yeah. is. It makes the biggest difference. Yeah. Um, and then I told Tully to slow down because, you know, it was happening so quickly and I obviously didn't want to tear. And mm-hmm. um, I knew that if I wouldn't, if if I wasn't going to do anything now, then he would literally just be born with the next contraction. And, you know, wow. um, I wanted to give myself a little bit more time to stretch. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just started to finally breathe rather than scream. <laughs> um <laughs> And, yeah, it helped so much. I just felt his head, you know, crowning for a couple of contractions coming in and out, and it was such a good feeling. I just – just having that little bit of control, and yeah. I don't know if control is the right word, but more like, you know, working together with your baby. Yeah. Having this overwhelming feeling of, like, things are just happening to you. Yeah. Oh, um, that gave me goosebumps. Yeah, that was incredible. I love that. It was yeah. so good. Um, and then, yeah, he's – his head was born. I was still like on all fours, leaning over the bed, and I had my eyes closed the whole time. But I just had my my hand on his head the whole time, and um, 
I had this funny moment, which I totally love thinking back of. Um, so his head was born, which I didn't realize at the time that it was his whole head already. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the weeks leading up to the birth, he was, I think he was breached for most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't obviously know for sure if he was going to be breached or head down. Um, and I had this moment of like, far out, is he still breached? Oh. <laughs> and I just, I just oh, said, no. is it? is it actually a head or is it a bum? <laughs> and everyone just started laughing and they were just yeah. like, yeah, Tina, it's a head. <laughs> and That's my friend awesome. Dave told me afterwards that when I asked that, he literally had his eyes open and he was looking oh, around. No. So it was so obvious to everyone that, yeah, oh. it was definitely a head. <laughs> um, I love it. And then, yeah, and then I think, yeah, after that, my husband was just like, have you got him? Because I said to him before that I really want to catch him myself. Mm-hmm. Um unless obviously it's not possible and I just remember saying yes and it was I don't know I've, I've never felt so confident about anything in my whole life mm. um I, I had no idea how I was going to catch him but I just knew I had him yeah. um and yeah he he came out with the next contraction I just kind of went back on my knees and was like in a half kneeling, half squatting position and, you know, still had my eyes closed and I caught him and put him straight on my chest. And, mm. um, he, he let out like one big sound when he was still half inside of me, which was so amazing. Just mm. knowing that he's fine even yeah. before he's even born. Um, yeah. And then I think all I said for like two minutes was you're so slippery. You're so slippery. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and there he was. Wow, it, that is powerful stuff. Yeah, and that was um just before eight. Yeah. So yeah, again, it like you know I think I took my pants up at like seven forty. Wow, so <laughs> um, crazy. Yeah, it was pretty mm. full on. And you obviously didn't know you were having a boy. No, well we didn't. Um, I I felt very very strongly that it was a boy. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, we, we talked about it before and, you know, I was really keen for all of us to find out together. Um, Mm. and yeah, I just had him on my chest for a few minutes and then we all had a look together and of course he was a boy. Um, yeah, that was really great. (laughs) And were you just on such a high after that experience? Yeah. 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 It's, um, it wasn't really, it was, it's well, it still is a really interesting feeling because I thought mm-hmm. that I would just be so, you know, over the moon and yeah. just really excited and, you know, have this like victorious feeling of like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I did it. But mm-hmm. it was more, uh, yeah, of course, like it's just so normal feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, it felt so normal. And I remember shortly after the birth, Chris went out to get something and I was. I was in the room by myself with obviously Tully and Kat, my photographer, and I looked at her and I said, why would you go to the hospital? And it wasn't like a, you know, it's not a, it wasn't a judgmental question or anything. It was more just like a, I I, I honestly don't get it. Like, this is so easy. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, I'm sitting on my bedroom floor. I've got my baby in my hand. Like, you know, it's just, such it just felt so right. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was a really interesting thing to kind of experience it and not have these crazy feelings of like, you know, being like, yeah, on top of the world. I mean, obviously I was because I had a baby, but mm. it was more about him rather than the fact that I birthed my baby at home by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that was a big takeaway, just how natural how it is. Yeah. 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 It's so sad how 
detached we've become over something so normal and natural. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, people in the hospital, I interviewed a lady last week who said, you know, the nurses were running in to see this natural birth because they don't see them that often. And I was like, are you joking? Yeah, totally. I had that with my first, like everyone wanted to see me after. And I was like, what's going on? And they're like, we've never seen such a natural birth or ah. well, they didn't see it. They just, you know, they've heard about it. And I'm like, what? wow, <laughs> it's absolute madness, yeah. isn't it? It is. But that's why it's important. We share stories like yeah. this, I guess. Yeah. So what about your afterbirth? How was that? Um, it was really great, actually. So I, I was pretty, pretty happy to just wait, you know, yeah. for however long um, the placenta needed to be birthed. And yeah. Um, yeah, wasn't really in a rush before, mm-hmm. but then um, I, I guess I was kind of just, we were all just sitting there hanging out and, you know, mm-hmm. like still being quite shocked about how fast it all happened. Yeah. Um, and I think it was after about 45 minutes, I asked my husband how long it's been and I just got a bit impatient. Like there was yeah. no no sign that, you know, it needed to come out or anything, but mm-hmm. I just really wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. Um and I had some, I had a herbal um, tonic from Blissful Herbs that I had um, for a placenta release in case, you know, it didn't come out on its own. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to just take one dose of that and um, it was out within two minutes. Really? Um, Impressive. It was amazing. It was wow. so incredible. And I just, I, I love remembering my husband's face at that point because he yeah. was uh, responsible to give me the herbs and stuff if I needed them. Yeah. And yes, I took them and, you know, placenta came out straight away and he was Incredible. just like, wow, that actually worked. Yeah. And I was like, of course it works. It's herbs. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> um, yeah. And did you, so were you getting contractions at all at that point? Like oh, from, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I think they started around maybe 10, 15 minutes after Tully was born. Okay. Um, which was really great because I didn't have that with my first. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have any contractions at all with him. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, this time around, it was actually quite intense and I tried to um, push it out a few times. So I think it released pretty quickly after he was born and he was just sitting there waiting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, and then I think the, the tincture just um, did the last little bit. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was really great. My son was really into it. He kind of came in and out of the room um, every few minutes asking if the placenta was here yet and he was so excited oh to gosh, see it and then cool. when it was finally there he was yeah he was really into it and we kind of you know just had a little anatomy session about yeah. it and I showed him everything and you know we just kind of checked it all out together and yeah, um, yeah it was really beautiful oh wow and how was he during your birth he was great yeah um, I so he wanted to be there yeah um, yeah I I asked him a few times, even, you know, if it's happening during the night, if I should wake him up. And he was adamant that he wanted to be there. Oh, and cute. so I think when my friend arrived, she just kind of quickly took him out because he did get a little bit bored at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think two minutes later, I said to my husband, no, you need to get Kai. Like it's it's happening. Yeah. And so he he went to get him but I didn't actually see him or hear him the whole time and then asked my husband after like was he all right like I thought he might have been a bit scared because I just didn't hear him and yeah. he was like yeah he just loved it like he oh. couldn't loved it anymore <laughs> oh my gosh how um, amazing for him yeah. to see that oh yeah he was incredible and even after I think 
he taught me like one of the biggest lessons that you know birth is just so normal like yeah. he was really into it he he loved it he enjoyed it so much but then you know an hour and a half after he was like okay cool what's next what are we going to do now <laughs> he just kind of went back to his normal life and yeah. it was just a yeah. normal day for him yeah um, and yeah i really love that just the just how normal it was yeah so amazing um what did you end up doing with your placenta yeah that was actually quite interesting as well because i was planning on a lotus birth um what is a lotus birth i have heard of this but i feel like my brain is not working properly today (laughs) for Um, us that don't know yeah so it's essentially you just leave everything as it is you don't cut the cord so you leave the placenta attached to the baby until the cord naturally falls off yes okay i have heard of that um is there a certain process you go through with that or you just literally leave it alone oh you don't really need to do all that much um the idea is just to not do anything yeah um so the only thing you you want to do is just make sure that you kind of um help your placenta dry out so Uh i would have just put like you know some salts and herbs and stuff over it so it can just yeah help dry yeah then get all stinky yeah (laughs) um but yeah other than that you just have to obviously be very careful which was kind of a bit of our issue so i think Mm -hmm. it was about eight hours after the birth um because he was born in the morning we kind of had the whole day to just um get used to everything and the cord was quite short um so i just had the placenta in a bowl next to him the whole time but whenever I was feeding him and like changing sides, um, you know, when I was feeding, it was quite complicated because the cord was so short. Yeah. Um, so I just felt like I was tugging on the cord quite a bit. And I think both my husband and I were just thinking, nah, this is going to be too hard during the night. Yeah. Because um, we were obviously all quite tired by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And then we decided to burn the cord, which would have been my second option. Um, <laughs> and we weren't really prepared for it because I was mm-hmm. so set on the lotus birth. Um, so we only used one candle to burn it and it just took forever. Yeah. By the time anything started to happen, like the whole bedroom was full of smoke. Oh, no. Like, nah, this is too much. And then we just ended up cutting it. I've been told it can take over an hour. Yeah, it's pretty full on. Yeah. Um, I think if you have two candles, it obviously makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and the longer you wait as well, because the cord obviously dries out quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was kind of one of the things, you know, I was so set on the lotus birth and obviously Tully's plan was different and mm-hmm. he was just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that's what you got to do. You got to surrender to the process exactly. and let your baby yeah, guide that's you. It. That's amazing. So what did you end up doing with the placenta? Did you encapsulate it or put it in a <laughs> smoothie or? Um, yeah, that's quite a funny story as well. So, <laughs> so my idea was to, um, to, just cut off a few chunks that I can use for smoothies. And then I wanted to keep the um, the baby side. So, you know, the beautiful tree looking side. Um, I wanted to keep that and then plant it later. Yeah. Um, and so I actually sent my husband, like I gave him, you know, directions of like how to cut like the right parts of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he did it all for me. Um, it's amazing. Yes, yeah, so amazing. <laughs> and, um, he did tell me afterwards that he would prefer not to ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. Um, so yeah, so I just used the maternal side for placenta smoothies, mm-hmm. and um, and then we kept the beautiful baby tree side um, that's still in the freezer. 
and then all the membranes and like the rest of the cord that was still there we actually gave to our chickens oh my god love it <laughs> oh yeah they loved it everyone had a big birthday feast wow. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and so we're gonna. Um, so we live um, on Noongar land here on WA, and um, I've actually just recently heard that um, in Noongar culture, they they plant the placenta somewhere or just give it back to the earth, and um, mm-hmm. apparently that's the way of the soul to the baby to move into the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it was really interesting. I loved hearing that because that was my plan anyway. And so, yeah, it's still in the freezer at the moment, but I think we're going to find a beautiful tree soon and um, plant that underneath. And then, yeah, he's connected to the earth. Oh, how beautiful. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I got mine encapsulated with my first. Um, And I think, you know, there's so many beautiful ways of honoring that. And I Mm -hmm. think it doesn't really matter how you do it. I just think it's so important that we don't forget about it and just... not disregard it yeah absolutely and what about your postpartum did you put much effort into that this time around I did put a lot of effort into planning that and um yeah I could really feel the difference to Mm -hmm. my first postpartum experience so this time around um you know I had an amazing support network around me um so many really wonderful friends and especially my best friend who did everything for me Mm -hmm. um and yeah, so I think I had a I had a meal train set up for the first four weeks. Um, so yeah, we didn't have to cook any dinners and most lunches for the first four weeks, which was amazing. Wow. Um, and I find it especially important if it's your second, because I really wanted you know our first to have a lot of attention from my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so they just had a lot of time that they could spend together, not worrying about you know mm-hmm. making dinner and stuff. Um, and I was just really in bed for the first at least three weeks. I didn't – I had two acupuncture appointments, but other than that, I didn't leave the house for six weeks. I really did the first 40 days just at home um, bonding with Tully and, you know, slowly recovering and getting back into life. And that was really amazing. I can feel it now, these two months now. Um, I can feel now how much I really needed that. Yeah. And um, how much stronger I am now compared to what I was after my first birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's it's really hard because you need to ask for help. And, again, it's something that uh, we're not encouraged to do. Yeah. Um, but once you learn how to do it, it's really great. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm still, you know, now obviously life isn't easy all the time with um a three-year-old and a newborn so I still I still ask a lot of friends for help just to come around and um you know hang out with us look after Kai and Mm. do all of these things and it's it's making my life a lot easier yeah that's awesome because you wouldn't have any family here would you no no um yeah and I I think that's really important to to really ask for help because that also hopefully encourages others to then ask for help as well and yeah feel like we you know as women we're always so happy to help we just need someone to actually ask and tell yeah. us what they need help with oh 1000 um, percent. yeah so i can definitely definitely recommend that just to be a bit more a bit more bold about you know the things that you need and plan it ahead and um mm. it will definitely make for a better experience yes awesome advice and so so important so what advice would you give to any expectant mums out there um i guess the biggest thing that I've learned is just to 
to rediscover your intuition yes. and your innate wisdom that you know you know how to birth Love and that. it's a really it's a really big journey to you know rediscover that in the first place and then obviously you now also need to learn how to listen to it yes. um, so I think that's the biggest thing because like we said before we're so so much taught to you know, not listen to it mm-hmm. and you know, the patriarchy is doing everything for us to not be able to do that. So I feel like, it, yeah, it does take us a lot of work to get back to that state. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just trusting trusting yourself and trusting all the women that have come before you. You know, mm-hmm. obviously we, we probably all have quite a bit of birth trauma in our DNA from our mums or our grandmas. But, mm-hmm. you know, all the grandmothers that came before that, they all birthed at home by themselves. Yeah. Um, and just just remembering that this is still in our DNA, in our genes. We still carry that with us. We just yeah. need to find it again and yeah. trust it. Yes, love that. Thank you so much, Tina, for coming on today and sharing your amazing journey with us. Thank you so much for having me and for letting me share it. <laughs> That brings us to the end of today's show, guys. I hope Tina's unwavering trust and belief in her body's ability gives you the inspiration you need to believe in yourself and your baby. Head over to Tina's Instagram for some insight into the wealth of knowledge she has gained along her journey to motherhood. I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia. Positive Birth Australia.